when it comes to college basketball, your guys' thoughts and feelings on the Marquette Golden Eagles, who are in the state of Wisconsin. Yes. They are a Wisconsin team. Yes. They just play for Marquette, formerly the Warriors, now the Golden Eagles. Private school. Private school. Nelson, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Marquette Golden Eagles when it comes to basketball? Because I, I don't know if you remember, they don't have a football team. Yeah, I. Uh, That's since 1960. <laughs> I won't say that I hate Marquette because for the most part, it seems like Wisconsin beats Marquette in basketball. Mm-hmm. They just, their fans to me are just annoying because it's a one sided rivalry. And you experienced that over the basketball season because you had some band geeks sitting in front of you. Yeah, right? and I, yeah, I went to the <laughs> Marquette. Wisconsin Marquette basketball game this. Well, that's how winter. Nelson described them. That's what they were. <laughs> I love I love just during that week, like, contacting uh, Marquette Ron and just... Oh, yeah, Marquette Ron, Well, you yeah. could go to the Marquette website, and they have a Wisconsin hate week. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they love their hate and week. They, on their website. Yeah, they Wisconsin have, doesn't have that like, for Marquette. student groups do T-shirts you can buy to, like, support clubs they and things like that. They love their with, hate week. It's just like Minnesota. They have they sell these shirts uh, during Axe Week that are better dead than red. See, so yeah, I mean Minnesota. Ugh. I so, hate schools. I don't have enough hate to like create stuff and be. And a- then <laughs> to that same point, I well, I don't see Michigan the State. rivalry from the Wisconsin point of view, and also when they're not playing Wisconsin, like they're if they're in a tournament, I don't really care if they win or lose. Yeah, it's not like I'm rooting for him to win, but I'm not rooting for him to lose either. When I think of Marquette, I think of nice individual players, but not exactly the best teams. All right, mm-hmm. so here's what happened yesterday in the basketball tournament: the chance to get one million dollars, winner take all. It's the championship game. Uh, Marquette, they're called, they're just called the Golden Eagles. That was their team name, right? Just Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. The Marquette Golden Eagles were going against. Sideline cancer. Well, just Golden Eagles. They're not even the Marquette yeah, Golden Yeah, just, Eagles. just Golden Eagles going against sideline cancer. But for most of the game, they were calling them the Marquette alumni. Yeah, the Marquette <laughs> alumni or Golden <laughs> Eagles going against sideline cancer. By the way, who would even root for a, a Marquette over a – who would root for a team called Golden Eagles yeah, if, when you have another team called sideline side cancer? cancer would have won, uh, a majority of that million dollars – Would go to like si- helping sideline cancer. Th- 500000 would have gone to the uh, charity for pancreatic cancer that's sponsoring the team. Uh-huh. And then the other five hundred would have been split between the players. Instead, this is what happened for the Golden Eagles. Here you go. That's win. There it is. Watch Wilson. It's 73-75. and out. Marquette's winning. Bikes feeds it in. Diener to win it. God, he's done it again. God, Travis he's done Diener. it again. Like, Travis, so there you go. Travis Deaner <laughs> nailed the game-winning three to secure the Golden Eagles team of Marquette alumni victory over sideline cancer in the final of the $1 million winner-take-all tournament. And then Marquette's uh, Darius Johnson Odom was named the 2020 MVP DJO. of TBT, the basketball tournament, after averaging 16.8 points on 47% three-point shooting. How is it? That Marquette actually won something. You know, I, it's like what Nelson said. They have, from year to year, individuals who are pretty good. And, you know, sometimes they get two or three on a team, but then the rest of that team is 
more along how I think everybody outside of the Wisconsin program views Wisconsin. It's a bunch of under-recruited guys or less star-rated players. Just slow-prodding athletes. Yeah, and uh, so I think because of that, when you have the collection of talent now the Golden Eagles have uh, in in terms of Marquette alumni, you start spanning those time frames and putting those – better players together. Uh, I mean, last year they lost in the championship game. Two years ago they lost in the uh, semifinals, and I think the year before that, the semifinals as well. Mm -hmm. So they've had a good collection of players over the years. It just hasn't all played into, like, winning in college. Winning. And, I mean, I— Good for them. Uh, I mean, the two times. What was the last time they were relevant? Was it D Wade? That was the farthest they made it. Uh, no, I think. Well, yeah, I think that's the Final Four is yeah. the farthest they made it. Yeah, but I think they had a Sweet Sixteen run uh, a little I while back was... under Buzz Williams. Yeah, that sounds right. And I think they made a a decent run when they had was it Dominic James? Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I like honestly. I don't pay atten- enough attention. I don't to even Marquette. Marquette doesn't even like register my radar. Right and. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you could quiz me about other Big Ten opponents. Yeah, like, you can rattle them off. When I, it comes to Marquette, I'm like, the uh, the D- last D- final Wade, four, Travis Diener. Yeah, the last final four. And but some of it's because uh, some of those guys are from the state of Wisconsin, and yeah. they went to Marquette, so you've heard the name before. Yeah. Um, but like the last time I remember Michigan State in a Final Four was 2000. <laughs> you know, there's probably one later than that, and I know there is, uh, but I don't, I don't remember the date. Uh, yeah, it, under Buzz Williams, three years in a row, 2011 to 2013, they did Sweet 16, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Okay. Oh wow. See, but like, I don't even remember that. No, it, neither it, do I. And it's not because, well, it is because I don't care. I'm just indifferent. Like, you just, know what? If, it's if, like a little fly. If they're not playing Wisconsin, yeah, I'll root for them. Actually, it's more like a they're, Marquette's like a ladybug. <laughs> you know, like when, when uh, flies are when flies are around you, you you're, annoyed, you're annoyed by them. When ladybugs are around, you're like, eh. yeah. yeah and it also, lands on you. You watch it a little bit, and you're like, you're like okay. okay, yeah. yeah but also, with that way. is they're annoying, and yeah. they also stink. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's like a ladybug. Well, that's that's why you can't smash them. Yeah. You gotta just kind of flick them away. Yeah, just like, eh, just shoo, shoo, uh, shoo, shoo, <laughs> fly, 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 but, fly, fly, fly uh, away. Yeah, it, so good, uh, good for them. It looks good for the because uh, a lot of the people on that team, some of them didn't um, play for Marquette, but they're from Wisconsin and played elsewhere. So it's uh, it's yeah. good for the state. Yeah, good for them, man. I just it's tough luck when you beat a team that's trying to cure cancer. I mean, it's better than. The two cold-blooded teams that really just Oof. flamed out. Yeah, but how uh, a cool tournament though. I mean, it was, it was cool oh, how they did it all. Absolutely, I and they made a good point. The basketball uh, tournament. I was at the gym the other day, and um, my guy Trev, who runs the uh, the uh, Express, the Princess Club Express, off uh, Allen Boulevard in Middleton. He was like, we were watching TV. He's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's the basketball tournament. Yeah. Was, he goes, no, but what's it called? I'm like, the basketball. The bas- TBT, the bas- sorry. The basketball <laughs> tournament. They get a million dollars, whoever wins it. Yeah. And it used last year it was, was it a three mil? Two mil. Two mil, that's what but it was. But since the field went from 64 so down to 16 this year, yeah, they had, or 24, 
They had a uh, tweak. Yeah, they tweaked it down a, a bit because there'd be less games, less chance for advertisers to uh, put money into it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they did make a good point, I thought. Um, and they showed the uh, coronavirus statistics for the, the thing. And I think the most they had uh, when the whole thing started, before people got into the bubble, there were four positive tests. Uh, then the next week there was three, two, uh, one, one, then and then, zero. Then the last two rounds of testing, there were zero. Um, and then uh, they made a good point: if sports can't return or have to end, the maybe the basketball tournament should look at doing a second tournament this coming yeah. f- late fall, early winter. There's some entertaining uh, moments in that. Yeah, and I mean. Trayvon it, Hughes was balling yeah. last week. And I, I loved the organizer. Badger. He said everybody knew health and safety was the f- number one priority. Yeah. And everybody followed yeah. our guidelines and parameters. Yep. I think that was a direct shot at the NBA. Oh, my God. The NBA, they're trying to bring it I down. Mean, Michael dude. Beasley walked out of the bubble. Michael Beasley is now, he's got he tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. After and he, he was a he was an emergency like oh we need to get this guy with the Nets him and Jamal Crawford yeah, he just signed with them he just yeah. signed tested positive for COVID nineteen now he's like let's see ya get yeah. out of here it's well, nuts apparently he left on his own free will then tested positive oh is that what it was yeah like oh, un- people were like unbelievable before dude. it was announced he tested positive he left the bubble on his own free will wow and then uh, there was a story like he just left we don't know if he's coming back and now yeah tested positive and who. T- Speaking of speaking of the NBA and their little bubble, I, I was going to bring this up yesterday. I totally forgot. So they have a snitch line. The NBA does. Good. The, the Walt Disney Campus and league sources tell Yahoo Sports that they have a snitch hotline that has not been utilized yet. So if you find I mean, someone breaking, if you find some, well, LeBron's going to use it when the Bucks start beating him in the finals. Yeah. This will be his, I, the whole I, I team was off campus. Nelly, what do you think of a snitch line in the NBA for breaking quarantine? I know how big of a fan you are in NBA, but what do you think of the snitch line? I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it will be The used? fact that you have to... Snitches get stitches, man. Incorporate a snitch line? If someone's sneaking out I like or bringing some Instagram like hoes in. I like how they're calling it a snitch line. Are are they well, actually that's what, calling it the snitch, that's what an NBA snitch line? Repo- that's what senior, uh, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports Chris Haynes said. It was a quote-unquote snitch line that they have but has not been utilized yet speaking of a snitch line i saw this come out uh it was like wkow 27 i think i saw nbc etc 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 i was speaking of nbc we're gonna have jocko on today at 8 30 uh tw- this i'm reading this right here the public health madison dane county confirms that they received a hundred uh, 138 complaints pertaining to covid19 compliance for wearing a mask just on Monday alone. How many? Oh, I'm sorry. They had 138 calls pertaining yeah. to COVID-19, and 126 of them were regarding people wearing masks. <laughs> or not wearing them. Yeah. or not. It's like <laughs> no, I, I got snitches you. <laughs> out there. Dude, I was at Woodman's yesterday. Everyone, I saw everyone was wearing a mask. Yeah. I saw everyone with a mask. I saw one guy with his little nose peeking out. like It's like wearing your underwear with your, with your dong hanging out. And then I saw another guy... <laughs> I saw another guy wearing a mask, but he instead of, he was wearing it, but not around his mouth and nose. He was wearing it around underneath it. his chin, like around his neck and his chin. Maybe he's got some double chin situation. I was like, and I was he doesn't like, want, and he's pretty self conscious. Well, he's over there. It. He's picking through the tomatoes. I'm I'm looking at him like, I'm like, I don't really, personally, I don't really care. But I'm like, 
You look like an idiot, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, you're wearing the mask. You're doing it wrong. See, right now. It's under, it's on, you're wearing it under your chin and neck. Put it over your mouth and nose. Right now. I didn't call I'm, the I'm, snitch hotline, though, for the public health Madison Dane County. I'm staying away from the open vegetables just because. Nah, you just wash them when you get home. Yeah, but I don't know other people's if you don't, habits. You always need to be washing your, vet, your produce. Oh, and if no, you're not I, washing, I always I'm do. Not, you are, Jay. Yeah. I'm just saying anyone out there who doesn't, wash your produce. But I'm getting the canned stuff now. <laughs> See, I go fresh. I always go. But the dude just, I'm, like, I'm looking at him. He's picking through the tomatoes. I'm looking at him. I'm like, put your freaking mask on over your mouth and nose. Like, why but is it see, if over? I saw that, those aren't tomatoes I'm going to go touch. Oh, I mean, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to lose any. I'm not going to call this snitch hotline. Oh, no. 126 calls on Monday alone for masks. All right, so I do have an update. We were just talking a little bit on the snitch line in the NBA. Oh, yeah. There is a snitch line in the NBA if people break quarantine. Somebody finally snitched? Well, I want to give a shout-out. Are they naming names? No (laughs) names have been named yet, but I want to give a shout-out to uh, Juice Lightyear, JuiceManJoe41 on Twitter. He tweeted at me, at Ebo Says, including me in a Shams tweet. Now, the... Rojanowski has been suspended for what is just a week. Yep. So Shams has got to be just loving it because he's the other guy that breaks big <laughs> NBA news. So as Wojanowski is sitting out doing nothing, Shams is licking his chops. So Shams tweeted out last night, I missed this, last night, or yesterday afternoon I should say, multiple tips have already been placed into the NBA's anonymous hotline to report protocol violations on campus. Sources tell the athletic. I did see a meme the other day where it was LeBron on the phone calling in Giannis and Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see LeBron doing that. Or oh, I can see... LeBron absolutely would do that. I can see someone be like, yeah, um, uh, hey, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, I know for a fact that LeBron's wife, Savannah, she's, she's in Cleveland right now. Uh, or LA, I should say. She's in LA right now and... I saw this really voluptuous woman come in. Huge, huge ass. Giant cans. I know that's not her. Uh, I'm just reporting because uh, I would like actually like a piece of that. <laughs> Click. Could, could you send her by way? <laughs> could you send her by way when LeBron's done? Click. Could you see? I mean, I thought it was a brotherhood in the NBA. Why are people stitching on each other? Well, what, uh, who is the, the Laker who uh, snitched on Nick Young? Oh, um... Oh, he's no longer there. That D'Angelo was, Russell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell snitched on Swaggy P. Nick Young for stepping out on Iggy Azalea. Unfortunately, he can't snitch to anyone because isn't he in Minnesota with the Timberwolves? Yeah. <laughs> so they he's said, not in they the said bubble. Him to the equivalent of the NBA Siberia. Yeah. I think he's in Minnesota. So, yeah, he's um, he won't be at that bubble. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not there if he's in Minnesota. So, yeah. I'll make that Chicago He's in the other bubble because then they say they're going to have like gonna a loser to, bubble. Yeah, the loser bracket bubble. All the teams that didn't make the playoffs are now going to have their own little loser bubble. But, but let's be real. But they can choose if they want to do it or not. Yeah, There's not going to be a snitch line in the loser bubble. No. Yeah, no, but he'll make one. <laughs> well, I mean, you already got a bunch of players in the winner bubble, kind of, that don't want to play. Who would want to play in the loser bubble? You got the sneaky yeah. good Atlanta Hawks, Melly. Like they want to continue on. I mean, you, remember you already know Golden State would be like, "Nah, we're good." Yeah. <laughs> even when this, even when the NBA was talking about coming back, Steve was like, "We're operating like we're not even coming yeah. back." If all if all teams come back, we're we're not. So yeah, because you guys it'll are the be worst down. In the NBA. It'll be down to twenty nine. What are we gonna say, Rowdy? No, just remember, like in the first, wow, first few games. The Hawks had like four wins. They were like four and two or something like that in the first six. Yeah. And we were being told how they were going to be sneaky good. And man, did they suck The ass. rest of the season, they won 16 total games. It happens. It happens to seasons, the best of them. Seasons go down the tubes real yeah. quick. Third worst, third worst team in the NBA. Not the worst. <laughs> hey, we were told they were sneaky good, though. 
So there you go. We have the snitch line in full effect. Multiple tips have been placed in the NBA's anonymous hotline to report protocol violations on campus. You know, um, so Russell Westbrook got tested positive for COVID-19. He's not in the bubble. James Harden just got to Orlando, though. I don't know if you guys saw that. I know Rowdy did. But James Harden just got there, but he didn't fly in any – he didn't fly with, like, the Rockets or the team or anything. He just did his own thing. Doesn't this just – the whole thing just seems like a mess, right? You can't get people to abide by the bubble rules. You got players complaining about the food and lack of things to do. Inviting Instagram hoes in. Yeah. Then you also have the snitch hotline now. And then you have some teams that are there while other players on those certain teams aren't. Then you have one team who's really happy to be there. The Bucks. The Bucks. Dude, Giannis is like, I love it here. This is awesome. I have one thing to do in this win a championship, and you just got to make everything special, and this is special. I yeah. can play his audio. Well, Giannis well, is like loving whether it. Whether they're happy or not, they're, they're putting off it. the perception that they're loving it, Yeah, and they're ready to get down to business. Yeah, Giannis I mean, is saying nothing but all the right things. Everybody else you hear from, all the key contenders, Bitching and moaning. something's wrong with them being in the yeah. bubble. You hear Giannis, Giannis is like, I was watching an interview with Giannis yesterday, and Giannis is like, um, growing up in Greece, me and my brothers and parents, we lived in a a building smaller than the suite I'm staying in right now, yeah. and we didn't have any food. And and he's talking he's about like, it. He's like, I yes. love it. He's like, it's great here. I'd much rather be in Milwaukee, in, Milwaukee yeah. in my own bed, but if I have to do this to win a championship, I'm going to do it, and we get... We get great food. We're in an awesome place <laughs> yeah. where we have uh, all the amenities we need. And, like, he's listing off all this stuff. And, like, then you hear flip side. Have you ever seen food presented like this? I feel like I'm in jail. Yeah. It's like, great. um, okay. Look at this room. It's like a Motel 6. Well, actually, you're seeing, like, a four- or five-star uh, resort. You're seeing in Disney World. Yeah. I don't think there are going to be any schleppy-looking apartments there. How about, or, how uh, about we switch bubbles? You hotels. take the WNBA's bubble, they'll take Disney. World. They'd say no immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah, but Giannis is just like, I love how Giannis brings up. He's like, when I was growing up in Greece, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And, like, this our, is... Uh, our whole house is smaller than this suite <laughs> I'm in right now. Yeah. All right, so, Rowdy, you're a gambling man. Uh, here you go. How about this? I'll get you real quick on this. Our guy from Vegas, Raphael, sent me um, some NBA bubble special odds. Will LeBron James be revealed tested positive for COVID-19? Yes is plus 170. No, minus 240. I'd have to go with the no. Gotta I don't go think, no. Even, <laughs> if he, even if he did, do you think the NBA no. would come out and say he They'd did? They'd bury it. They'd hide it. No. Like LeBron is doing special individualized workouts. Or, or he'd have... He needed to go home for an emergency. Yeah, it'll be something where they're like, the king will never, even if he has it and then gets it again, they'd never be. They would never say it. Or yeah. on the other hand, if let's say the smallest market team in the NBA is on the verge of winning a championship, I can totally see somebody not having Corona and being sent home. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this one? Will James Harden be revealed tested positive for COVID? Yes is plus one ten. No minus one forty. It's in his beard. Well, he flew. Like, it's stuck there. He flew there, but <laughs> without the team. Wasn't he also with Russell Westbrook? He was, yep, and Who'd, Westbrook has COVID. Yeah, tested positive for COVID-19. What were the odds on that? Yes was plus 110, no was minus 140. Ooh, give me the yes I'm going to take the yes, yeah. too. <laughs> that one, give me the yes. All right, well, any NBA head coach <laughs> test positive for COVID-19, yes is plus 10, no is minus 140. 
because they had to submit their medicals to and like a panel of any head coach. Yeah, they had to submit oh. their medicals to a panel of physicians. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no as well, just because those are obviously guys that are older. They're going to abide by the rules. Yeah, they're well, not the ones that. Can, can, well, they, they considering have a one, you they have, have a job coaches, to do. they're telling no, you can't come into the bubble, or they're still trying to figure out like how D'Antonio is going to be in the bubble. Because he's like 67 or whatever, how old he is. Yeah, there's a few of those coaches. Yeah. Where they're like, uh, you can't be here yet because we don't know the protocol for yeah. your age group. Um, those guys want to be here because, you know, they're head coach. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with and I'm the- with Nelly. Like, they're the ones who are going to tee, cross your T's, dot your I's, and make sure. And lowercase J's. And lowercase J's. And, and I make don't know sure they're doing that. How many times these coaches, especially 60-plus, are going out with the players clubbing? <laughs> and <laughs> Well, they can't. It's not there. Well, well, they're, they're going to that golf course, though. Here's what I want to know. I want to <laughs> bet on this, but it's not on the thing that Raphael sent me. Will an NBA coach invite over an Instagram hoe like players are already trying to do? Sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. An Instagram model. Model. And I, uh, you can't see it unless you're on Twitch. The air quotes. Model. <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, how just about call him an influencer and you're good to go. God. Uh, will an NBA team be removed from the bubble due to COVID-19 concerns? Yes, plus 600. No, minus 2,000. I mean, the Rockets might be there. You have one guy who's not in the bubble yet because he has it. Yep. One guy was with that guy. Who was he's flung, not there not yet. On, on, not on team sanctions You have stuff. one guy who had no clue of the rules. Yeah, who's who's had to be quarantined for 10 days right yeah. now. Didn't know 48 hours meant two days. You have a Kings player sneaking out to meet a delivery driver to get different food. Yeah. So right now, on the Rockets, you have three, three, potential, three yeses. potential yeses. A coach who's not there yet. Uh-huh. And I mean, how how many people are on an NBA bench? Like not many. Nine. Okay, so yeah. what? I mean, that's you like, already I, have a good portion I don't know of the if team. Expanded rosters. I that forget. But. Isn't in the bubble. Yeah. And, or they could just tell the Wizards to get lost. Yeah. After a couple of games, because they're like, <laughs> well, oh, all right, yeah, okay, you guys just played yourself out of Beal this. Beal isn't playing. He doesn't want to be ya. here. Uh, John Wall's basically been hurt the last however many years and yep. you guys really stink i don't even know why we invited <laughs> you. Uh, speaking of teams that stink will any will any nba team go zero and eight after the restart like will any nba team go oh and eight when the regular season fires back up yes is plus 300 no minus 500 uh no i don't think so either. yeah i i I'll, i won't bet that and then one, will any cause... nba team go eight and no no yes plus 400 no minus 700 no yeah, knowing how time off. knowing how rigged uh, everybody says the NBA is, but it's not, but it is. Um, yeah, they're going to make it so those eight games really mean a lot uh, to, for seeding purposes so they get the eyes of everybody. They'll try their hardest. They'll, they'll be an inexplicable loss in there for some team uh, somewhere down the line. Yeah. Oh, we have a question from OB. OB on uh, Twitter tweets in at Zone Madison. Good morning, OB. Miss you, bro. Wish we could drink a beer in a Miller, or Miller Park's parking lot. He says at Zone Madison about the NBA hotline. He says, is it a snitch line or is it the Karen line? Ooh. Good. The Karen line is the one designated for Dane County. That's the Karen line. The one in the NBA is the snitch line. All right, Rowdy, tonight you got the Brewers on at 640. And that can be streamed through Brewers.com. Game two of the Blue and Gold World Series, or series, I mean. I will promise you this. 
the Brewers will win tonight, just like they won last night. But also on the flip side, they will lose. Also, choose accordingly. Yeah, they're keeping weird numbers, right, for how the series is, isn't it? Yeah, it was a six-inning game, and then... Yeah, but it, they're like, it's like you have to score a run. I, I don't even know because my obviously my coverage wasn't the greatest, but they have a, a thing where it's like scoring runs counts for more points. And yeah. We'd have to ask Zach Heilprin who was there. He was there. Our sports worker was there. I was watching it... Um. Over the stream, Brewers.com. So is Nelly. But it Nelly, seemed kind of weird, though. Yeah. Nelly's a victim of where he lives when it comes to slow internet. So yours is choppy, you know? It's hard to get uh, When you're in God's country in Dunkirk, it's hard to get a fast internet connection out there. But um, that's why, Rowdy, what's next Friday? Next Friday is finally the Brewers' first game. It's opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. And they'll be obviously be traveling to Wrigley Field to take on the Chicago Cubs and it's nationally televised. Yeah, believe it ESPN. or not. ESPN. How about that? Believe it or not, next Friday is regular se- regular season baseball. Nine more days. Nine more. Now, each day, one day in the year 2020 feels like a month. I understand or that. Or a week, at least. Or a w- long time. Next Friday, nine days. Nine days. Brewers, Cubs, Wrigley, a quote-unquote meaningful game in a 60-game season. Pretty cool. But can we make it nine days? Can the Major League Baseball players make it nine days? You know what? We don't have to make nine days. We can just have to make it till tonight. What's tonight, Nelly? UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night. Free on ESPN starting at 6. Oh, yeah, and like you said for the Brewers on next Friday, free on ESPN. I mean, if you have ESPN, if you have cable. And then you can watch that. And you don't have to worry about your internet sucking. Right? Yeah, and I and tonight you can do a UFC fight night because that's that's what I plan on doing live on air, turning on the TV after dinner. What's the main? Watching some uh, MMA and then going to bed and waking up and coming back in here and entertaining the masses. What's the main? What's the main event? Yeah, the main events: Calvin uh, Calvin Cater versus Dan Ige. I G E. I G E. Ige. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty solid fight. Both guys are ranked currently at their weight and I mean there's some there's some other good matchups here but sure. it, it's a little bit of a lighter card but it's a Wednesday night what What's what a, else do you have better to do on a Wednesday night with no sports watch UFC fight night yeah Jimmy Rivera versus Cody Stammen will be another good one that's I think the third to last fight. Rowdy you were breaking down some crazy UFC numbers to me a couple days ago was that yesterday two days ago whatever it was can you pull those back up and and break down some ufc of how many eyes are actually on the octagon ufc fight night abu dhabi Yaz island aka fight island when does that start uh, i believe six o'clock tonight what time is that in abu dhabi oh see that's the other it's all, crazy thing like it's all weird it's, yeah they they're fighting at like one in the morning or in the AM, early morning yeah, AM. Yeah, like one in the morning, Abu two Dhabi in the morning, something to, like that. To bring it to the North American viewer at prime time. So Nelly, uh, Fight Island. How do you have the numbers, the ratings of how many eyes or how many pay per views it sold? Yeah, so uh, UFC two fifty one last Saturday ended up doing one point three million pay per view buys. One. Point three million pay-per-view buys. 
which ended up tying for the fourth most by a pay-per-view UFC event. Ever. Ever. And we have other sports who can't get their heads out of their own asses as they argue about, well, I mean, they did eventually pop that head out of the ass, but baseball could have got in 100 games, 81 games. Here we are maybe 60. Yeah, they, they could have been playing for over a month Friday, by now. Or I guess next Thursday is when it starts up. But yeah, and then you have NBA. I mean, they... They, we'll see if that gets we'll going. We'll see. We'll see that they really want to put that bubble in jeopardy. NFL's already talking about Yeah. We already have player the, safety and no fans in the stands. All right, so Rowdy, well, UFC, what was it, 2002 the numbers you gave me? Yeah, so one of the first ones that I could really find that was tracked was UFC 235, and which was, was in 2002. And they had 30, UFC 35 or 235? 35. UFC 35. In 2002. And they had 35,000 tracked pay per view buys. That's it? 35,000. 35,000. And then if you go to 2018, so 16 years later, where they had Khabib McGregor, they had 2.4 million pay per view buys. That's so look at that growth in 16 years. Wow, that's incredible. Well, and then they they keep doing it because they're the only show in town, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go back to New Year's, because that's when they, that's when their fight season start. Yeah. If you go for this, so far, obviously they've been operating in a pandemic since late March. Correct. They're averaging this year over nine hundred thousand pay per view buys. Wow. The the best yearly average they ever had was in 2016, which was like peak McGregor. Mm-hmm. And that was 655,000 pay-per-view really? buys per, per UFC like 251, UFC 252. Sure. So they're up wow. huge. Good for them. Good and, for Dana White. And obviously now who knows how long they're going to be able to take advantage of this with other sports not being around. But, but they're, they're, they're the, the only, only ones, ones that have been able to put it on, and they just put out a card that was their fo- fourth highest grossing pay-per-view yeah. buy. I mean, despite English Premier League and the Bundesliga, soccer, like some, something that's, you know, I know they're fighting in Abu Dhabi, but U.S. company. UFC, the biggest, fourth biggest fight was over the was Fight Island over the weekend? Yeah. Fourth it's biggest whole, ever. It's whole existence. And if you go back to 2002, UFC 35, they had 35,000. <laughs> And I saw some people speculating that, you know, one of the potential title fights could have been Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor, two of the guys that have been drawing yeah, huge, huge names. Yeah, huge names that have been drawing big time um, attention. Yeah, they were figuring that would do over two million if those two would have f- would fight on Fight Island. Wow, two million buys, which that instantly puts it as the, at a minimum, second biggest ever. Wow. Dana White just crushing. Yeah, I was doing some math. So without getting gates where they where they believe they average about ten million dollars an event just for gates and food and yeah. all that stuff. If they stayed on this pace compared to what they did in Peak McGregor of 2016, they would end up making over two hundred and seventy million dollars more. Just more. From, just from the pay per view buys. More and during the pandemic, in during their pandemic, than they would have in their best year, which was 2016 peak McGregor. So with no fans, with no gate, no spectators, no gate. Nothing. During a pandemic, they could potentially, if they stayed on this pace for a whole year, do 270 million dollars better than their best year. Wow. 
And people told Dana White and the UFC that this couldn't be done and laughed at him. Some people even tried to get him to shut it down. Oh, a bunch of blue check marks, a bunch of big J's journalists tried to bring it down UFC 251. And still... To they, this, they tried to this well, day. They, they, already, they already brought it down when I was in California. Yeah, to this day, That's why to you my knowledge, they've done an excellent job separating people that are positive versus negative when entering the bubble, and no one has. Who are the people that want that tried to set them up to fail? Was it was it? And, and it was weird because it was a guy a from Washington of, Post. It was a lot of people in the media, even some for ESPN, which is weird because they signed a deal with. Them. Yeah, they tried their hardest to bring down Dana White and to bring down entertainment for us. Because he was making money that people that people could either decide if they did or didn't want to buy for pay-per-view. And yeah, now they've been doing this for months. Yep. And to my knowledge, not one person has tested positive since leaving the bubble. All right, so UFC Fight Night tonight. Mike from Sauk City. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, fellas. Great show. I appreciate it, man. How you doing today? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Wait, you know, is this the Mike that's a big Bucks fan? <laughs> yeah, I is. recognize the voice. Long time no talk, man. <laughs> it has been a while. You know, I I kind of let it go for a while with COVID coming in and, you know, having the season fall apart and not knowing where it stands. I uh, just put it from my mind, but I'm back here again. I'm listening to what Giannis has to say, and right. like, I'm excited for the season again. I I'm really super am. excited, man. How about that, Mike? You have um, a bunch of players complaining that it's like jail, and their food is like jail food, and they're <laughs> staying in like a Motel 6, and then you have Giannis out there being like, I love it here. Like, I'd rather, he's a champion. He's like, I want to be in Milwaukee, but I love, I love doing what we're doing. We're chasing a championship. He's just grateful to be playing basketball, and he's grateful for every day. And, like, we're so blessed to have him on the Bucks. And, God, I hope he sticks around for a while. Oh, Mike, would you turn down ha- a, a quarter of a billion dollars? I'd pay him anything. And, no, <laughs> I think he's happy here. <laughs> I sure wouldn't turn it down. I know. I, uh, it, here's a thought, though, I was having as you guys are talking. You know, our world is changing really quickly right now yep. um, with everything going on. And I think what a lot of players are missing, you know, those complaining about their conditions, is if this sport doesn't come back, it might disappear completely, it, uh, or at least its relevancy. Usually, you know, a year's not that long, but right now it might be really long. Right. People are finding new interest. Like I said, I let the Bucks go for a while. I'm glad they're back. Yeah. Had it gone a year and a half, though, and my interest went to something else, UFC that might be around. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm not a basketball fan anymore. And well, that changes things a lot. Yeah, um, Mike, I think I, you bring up a really good point because I've, I've been finding, and I hear this from a lot of people, too, they've been finding themselves start to, like, maybe I don't need sports. Maybe I don't need that distraction from other things because now I've, I've filled the void with something else. Do you find yourself doing that then? You know, I, I no. I mean, honestly, no. It's just different sports. Yeah. Sports is part of my life, and I think all those basketball players that are complaining about their conditions, you know, aren't they basketball players? Isn't this part of their life? <laughs> right. Isn't this what they want to be doing? Like they've been doing it AAU basketball since they could dribble a freaking ball, you know. You know, I uh, so no, I, I got into different sports. I've been into mountain biking instead of basketball. Cool, cool man. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, I'll be right back into basketball again if it comes back. I'm just hoping they do. I want it to be part of my life. I want to pay attention to it. I yeah. love basketball. Hey, Mike, I, um, you're a diehard Bucks fan. Let me ask you. I mean, we as um, I don't know how old you are, but I've been waiting for a Bucks championship. Forty-five. Forty-five. I wasn't around in the '70s, you know. And I guess you probably weren't either. So when it comes to uh, the championship for the Bucks, I've been waiting a long freaking time, dude. Yep. With this one coming up now, if the Bucks do win it. 
in this different weird year that is 2020, what will the championship, will it be, as Giannis suggested, the hardest one ever to win, or will it kind of be something that you look back and be like, well, maybe there's an asterisk next to it? You know, there's going to be an asterisk no matter what, because this is completely unprecedented. I, like I said, I'm 45. Nothing like this has happened in my life before. So this championship, this season, like this is pivotal and it's going to be remembered. There might be an asterisk next to it, but I fully agree with Giannis. Like this is strange. And the person or the team that's going to come back out with the championship really wanted it. You yeah. know, I, uh, and I, I think that, you know, LeBron's of the mindset and those Lakers, they're going to be ready, but I know the Bucks are too. Yeah. Totally. And I'm excited for this. Me too. So, Asterix or not, I don't care. <laughs> Give us our championship. If, you know? if they win it all, I'll be screaming it from the mountaintops. But if they lose in the finals, I'll be like, ah, Asterix. Didn't matter anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What an honest man. Nice yeah. hearing from you, Mike. Good stuff, man. Yeah, enjoy the show. And have a great day. Yeah, Take you care. as well, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. 608-321-1670. That's the number. Mike drops off. You can come back Come back in. Yeah, Robbie? Well, that's. I mean, that is totally true. If they lose, asterisk. Asterisk. If they win. If they win, hardest championship to ever win, baby. We did it. You couldn't. We are champs. Or, I mean, if you're going to play out the the NBA playoffs and the NBA championship, NBA finals, why not win? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's it's just insanity that you have. And maybe it's how Giannis grew up. The dude had nothing. His parents migrated they were basically illegal immigrants into Greece and they grew up dirt poor had nothing his him and his brothers they shared shoes Giannis talks about uh, you know how just a dream come true obviously coming over being found in Greece coming over to America being drafted a, a team taking a chance on an unknown kid playing in like a dilapidated YMCA gym in Greece taking a chance on a kid just a wiry string bean kid and then look at him now. Could be the greatest player in the NBA right now. Is he better than LeBron? I don't. Did he dethrone the king? Maybe. We'll see what happens. But Giannis is talking about it. You have other players saying, oh, this is like jail. Oh, it's like a Motel 6. Oh, this food sucks. Oh, I can't bring my Instagram model into banger when my wife's not here. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. Here's, here's comments from Giannis. Do you want to hear comments from Giannis? What he has to say about the NBA bubble? It's kind of eye-opening. It's about a minute long. I'll play it for you. Here's, here's the Greek freak. Uh, yeah, the thing that I, you know, talked about like three days ago, I was joking around with it, but it was, it was the truth, you know. Um, I'm in a situation that I'm extremely blessed. Uh, I cannot, not, cannot complain. Obviously, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Uh, there's always something to complain. There's always a problem, an issue. But, um, you know, I try to, like, kind of not focus on that. So... You know, as I said, my apartment increased when I was younger with my four, my four brothers was way smaller than the, the suite that I have here in the hotel. So, you know, I'm just kind of trying to enjoy the moment. This is something special. Hopefully, uh, you know, this pandemic never happens again. So we never are able to, you know, come back in uh, campus. But at the end of the day, you know, this is like, it's a part of history. So just being able to, you know, be here, participate in this. I'm just trying to be in the moment, try to enjoy every moment, try to enjoy basketball. I'm happy that we're back playing basketball, something that I, I love doing. Uh, so there's, there's nothing really to complain about. I, beautiful. In the NBA, Nelson, in the NBA, I already know your answer, and I agree. Are there, are there just a ton of knobs? 
are this a ton of just people you just roll your eyes at and you're like, I can't believe that you were going to go compare a Disney World hotel room to a Motel 6 and or jail. In the comment, Yana says, me and my brothers, my mom and my dad, we grew up in a house smaller than the suite I'm staying in. You know, I'd actually, now that you say that, and yes, a lot of people I think feel that way, that everyone's kind of rolling their eyes at some of these NBA players, like you really don't have it that bad. (laughs) You remember going into this season, the NBA and their ratings were just skyrocketing. Yeah. Like they were basically the clear cut number two sport in the United States yeah, behind they beat football. Out baseball. Yeah, they're and they were just on that exponential climb. Mm-hmm. Now what has happened in the last year? You had those Hong Kong comments. Yep. And now you kind of have and that's kind of been there the whole year, but that started right at the beginning if you remember. Mhm. And now you kind of have the we don't want to go back and play in this bubble or a lot of people don't, or they're finding ways that, you know, it's not good enough or it's stupid or they don't want to be here and do it. Or they, you know, insert excuse here. here, And it's kind of a lot of people just sick and tired of the NBA. We've, we've both said multiple times at this point, I don't care if the NBA comes back. It's, It's easy to get caught up in the negativity of it. I want to know where their ratings will be starting next year, especially if yeah, things fall because Mike kind of brought it up, but if things kind of fall apart here or it's not a good product or, you or know, people start getting, or these big time athletes show you that they don't give a crap. If they don't care, then why should I care? We're talking off air about, you know, some of the, the pay-per-view buys and the viewing and stuff like that. How you remember this? I think it was this fall. Yeah. It was right at the beginning of the NBA season. The XFL was it the XFL? One of those startup football leagues outdrew the NBA oh, it was in the, the, it in was the prime the AAF. time. It was the yeah. AAF outdrew. It was Thunder versus someone else. Rockets I or think something it was Thunder like Rockets. that. And that was a couple of years ago. Was that two that years was two ago? years ago. But it outdrew them. Yeah, the AAF outdrew them. And that was just football. And it was bad football, too. And then ever, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't good football. And that was, yeah, I guess two springs ago now. Mm-hmm. And then it led up into fall with the Hong Kong comments. Yeah. And then you have a pandemic. And now you have and now you have the yeah, the prima donna, plus you still have the pandemic. I'd be really curious to see what their ratings are starting up next year. I would be very curious too. I mean Mike said Mike's Mike's like maybe I'll gravitate towards a different sport. Like he said mountain biking was a thing. He's like all of a sudden because Mike used to call in. I remember when the Bucks were doing their thing and you know, the Bucks would be, this is two years ago when the Bucks were the best team in the NBA, 60 wins. And Mike would call and he's like, why aren't you guys talking more about the Bucks?" And I was straight up honest. I'm like, honestly, a lot of our listeners don't want to hear about the Bucks. I mean, they don't care about the regular season. And it's kind of hard to talk about a team that there's no drama and all they do is win. They're just winning, you know, but it's the regular season. Come playoffs, yeah. And then Mike called back in a little later as we saw the, t- the temperature rising for the Bucks. And Mike's like, see, I told you people wanted to hear about the Bucks. I'm like, yeah, you're totally right, dude. And now, I don't think it's the Bucks, but I think it's other players in the NBA where you roll your eyes at them. Like, you're like, okay, these comments you're making are just like you're living in jail. 
your food is like jail food. Yeah, but you're then staying you rope, in a Disney resort. You rope the bucks in with everyone else and just kind of write it off. Yeah, but I think if you take if you take a step back and you actually look at if you want a positive storyline in the NBA, one that is just the ultimate feel good story, it is Giannis Adenakumbo. Giannis Adenakumbo is the ultimate feel good positive story that could counteract all the BS of 2020. Giannis Adenakumbo, the story is incredible. Of just coming from nothing, absolutely nothing, sharing shoes, running miles to practice, and shoes him and his brother would have to switch on and off in between substitutions or halftime or timeouts, to him getting found, obviously, in some like grainy YouTube footage, just like finding Sasquatch, but they found the Greek freak. And my God, John Hammonds had the, the, you know, the no to draft him for the Bucks 2013. When Giannis came over, he didn't even really watch the NBA. All he said is they got some Christmas games. He knew about Kevin Durant. He knew about LeBron. Other than that, didn't really watch the NBA. He didn't even have a suit when he came over for draft night. They had to go run, get him a suit the night before the, or the day before the draft. Giannis had no clue. And now look at him. He's staring a quarter of a billion dollars, a Supermax contract in the face. Could be the best player currently right now in the NBA. Reigning MVP. On the best team. Two years running. On the precipice of possibly winning his first NBA title. Not to compare him to Michael Jordan, but it took Michael Jordan seven years to win his first NBA title. Giannis right now in his seventh year. As we near the, hopefully the start, July 31st. That's when they play against the Celtics. Of Giannis is the ultimate feel-good story in the NBA. Every other story pales in comparison to Giannis. That's a, that's, Giannis is the positive story of the NBA, Noe. Of all the BS that you got to wade through, Giannis is the one. He's like, he's like Neo from The Matrix. He is the one. He is the one. He is the chosen one to bring the championship back to Milwaukee, back to Wisconsin. A guy that says, I have loyalty in my DNA with a... Deer, a buck emoji next to it. Is Giannis also living in a simulation? <laughs> Some uh, say yes. Well, I would, I would, I would very much like to live in Giannis' simulation, though. To be honest with you, <laughs> quarter of a billion dollars. I'm staring in the face for a supermax contract. Man, the only bad thing about his simulation route is he can't get a table at a taco joint. That's about it. Nah, that was years ago. What was that three years, two years ago? I don't remember the. I don't. What was the elp? I don't even remember the taco joint. El Cantina. Oh, yeah, that's I what believe. it was. Wasn't that? Something I had never heard of until... Until Giannis gave him some pub. <laughs> yeah, until it was said that uh, Giannis was not allowed to or not able to get tacos. All right, to put a bow on this Giannis story, I, I think that's Charlie, real quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? This is Bill. Hey, Bill, what's up, man? I'll tell you what, guys. If I'm 55... And if after a week or two of living, and I've been married for 31 years. Congratulations. I would say that after a week or two of living in the bubble, I would be an awfully, awfully ordinary young man, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and yeah, these guys, I feel bad for them. And they're a lot younger than me. Bill, you can't get the, you can't get the Instagram models in. I, I, I just need my wife. <laughs> I'm good with my wife. <laughs> Happy with my wife. Well, there you go, buddy. So you'd be—I mean, after about a couple four weeks, I think then your wife would be able to come to the bubble. I wouldn't make it four weeks. <laughs> my teammates would kick me off the team. They would shove me down wherever there's somebody's got COVID one niner, 
and make sure I got it to get me out of there. COVID one niner. You get a little grumpy, a little pent up aggression, if you will. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, guys. I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, I'm careful. I wear a mask. I got no problem with it. But you know, I show up to work every day. Yeah, same. I know you guys do. I love it. <laughs> I and, love that and, you're listening, man. And you know what? I just think that uh, I don't want to hear about it. Do it or don't, but don't talk to me about it. I get it if you don't want to. Right. I really do. If you don't want to do it, then shut up and don't do it. Exactly. Don't complain to me who's doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all in that same boat, at least the three of us. Holy buckets. But, hey, you guys, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to a little baseball and basketball. Yes, sir. But I'm only looking forward to basketball like you're talking because of Giannis. Yeah. Giannis I is the man. Giannis, Giannis is the is. man. And, uh, and even the rest of the Bucks. You know, I don't. You know, they're not perfect, but the rest of the Bucks. I mean, I like this team, guys. Same, big time. I mean, just take, just, just take it. Just Giannis, right there. What a story! The story is incredible. Bill, I'm, I hope you get a little hanky panky tonight, buddy. <laughs> I'm so happy for that guy. See you guys later. <laughs> See you, man. Bye. Bill, bringing it down. Well, he is right because I'd say it. I'm a pretty casual NBA fan. I understand the game of basketball, but I'm not hardcore following it. Yeah. Well, basketball in your packing order is what? Third? Fourth? And plus, in my lifetime, the Bucks, outside of two, now count this one as a third season, they've been terrible. My whole life has been just the Bucks just chugging ass. Outside of... 0-1? 0-1. Last year and this year. Yeah. I remember watching the Bucks. They won 15 games one year, and I watched almost every game. Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I watching well, this? That's, that's where I was getting at is I was a pretty casual fan, but if the Bucks were on and Dish Network had the coverage, I would turn the games on, you know, at least for background noise. Yep. And to be tuning in, now with all of, you know, kind of all the stuff in the last year and a half in the NBA, it's – most of the time you don't even care to turn it on unless it is the Bucks and it's a good matchup. Yeah. I mean, just watching Giannis, Giannis is incredible. The story is wild. We're so we're so lucky, blessed to have him here in Milwaukee. When do you ever feel have a feel good story about the Milwaukee Bucks? Thank you, Giannis Adenkumbo. And to put a bow on it, this was Giannis's first Do you think it ever. was a feel good story that uh Cole finally sold them? Yes. <laughs> Herb, Cole's, so. Herb Cole selling the Bucks is definitely a feel-good story. That, that was a big win for the Bucks. That was our first step in the right direction. Oh, man. All right. I, we were celebrating five seeds. I remember celebrating a five seed. I went to a playoff game against the four-seeded Hawks, and then they lost in, I think it was seven. And that was John Solomon's. Oh, my God. Exactly. God. All right, so I, I want to put a bow on this. This is Giannis Dendekumbo's first ever interview. First ever interview after getting drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. It is incredible. Listen. I said, listen. Where is it at, Rowdy? All right, here we go. I got to figure it out. Listen. Well, with me, the youngest player in the draft, Giannis Kumpo. Nailed it. Going to the Milwaukee Bucks. You haven't spent a lot of time in the United States. What's it mean to suddenly know that you're in the NBA? No, it's a uh, it's wonderful feeling. I can't describe how excited I feel. You know, it's a, it's a dream come true from the from Europe to the NBA, from Division Two of the Europe. No, even no, even in the Division One Europe, Division Two to the NBA. 
It's wonderful. Yeah. What do you think was your breakthrough that scouts saw you and decided that you could play in this league? I don't really know. I don't really know. Just I just play the game. I don't care about the scouts. I get to the NBA just like that. How much you watch the NBA and who do you think you play a game like? Um, I I don't watch a lot the NBA, but I watch a few games. The finals, you know, with LeBron James. I like I like KD. I like K K Kevin Durant. I like LeBron James. People say people say I play like uh, Kevin Durant, but now in the NBA, you know, you, you you don't look at other players. Just look yourself. How are you gonna you gonna improve? And I hope I improve. At work, I work hard, and when I get ready, split into into the NBA. You have your choice now. You can stay in Europe, and maybe come to the NBA later, or come right away. What are you gonna do? Right away, in the NBA. Straight in the NBA. Well, congratulations, you made it. Thank you, dude. And with that interview, it instilled all the confidence in the world in Buck fans at the time. I know. <laughs> I remember when they drafted Giannis. I was like, who? Oh my God! Another wasted pick from a guy you'll never hear from again in Giannis. Then the what? Can't even pronounce his name. Yep, another trash European player. It looks like it, it sounded like he didn't even hit puberty yet, but he's like six ten. And then all oh, of a he was sudden, only, he was only six seven. Yeah, he grew a lot actually his first couple of years. And then you go look at how Giannis. Then you watch him play. You're like, oh my God. This dude's got some potential. Then the next year, you're like, oh, my God. This guy's definitely got some potential. Then third year, you're like, oh, my God. This guy's good. And then the trend keeps continuing. Now you're like, holy shnikes. Going for MVP two times in a row, baby. Oof. The Brewers did it. They got a victory, baby. Yeah, man. Brewers get a victory last night. Also... I don't want to talk about it, but they lost as well. But we'll focus on the win. You're like, what are you talking about, Ebo? Well, it's a blue and gold series. Brewers split it up and pick teams. Nelly. Christian Yelich didn't go number one. Yeah, I made a What was up with that? I sent a tweet out after I saw that. How Avisel Garcia selected Ryan Braun. With his first pick. With the first overall pick. And Yelly's just sitting there. Yeah, I sent out the tweet saying, I think it's fair to say that Avicel Garcia doesn't have a future in the front office after his playing <laughs> days. And then, you know, what was it? Probably an hour before game time, there were reports that there was a trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And turns out Avicel Garcia traded Ryan Braun and was it Orlando Arcia to the other, the other team for... Christian Yelich and I forget who it was. So why didn't you just pick Yelly to begin with? Yeah, but that's my thing. Then I had to send out the other tweet saying, Omar Navarez, it also appears doesn't have a future in the front <laughs> office. <laughs> and but whoever traded away, I mean, not having Yelly than having Yelly, Yelly struck out three times. Yelly didn't do much besides Yeah, and he hasn't looked good in the scrimmages. Yelly was on the mic though. He's mic'd up for the whole time. That was very entertaining. Yelich shared his insight with the uh you know, the announcers, BA and Rock, that was awesome. Yelly was killing it. And as a player, I don't 
I don't know if I'd want to be mic'd up like that. He I also feel dropped like it, a little dirty word over the broadcast when he struck out. I feel like it takes away from your focus, right? Like if, if I personally was playing for the it, Milwaukee Brewers in left field, I would not want to be mic'd up because I, w- I feel like it would take away focus from the game. Well, we did get to hear him yell a word that rhymes with duck after he struck out. And an S word. And an S word. It rhymes with schnitt. <laughs> So the gold team won 4-1. to one. Brandon Woodruff was a uh, pretty damn good man. Brandon Woodruff, he went, he had a pretty good line. Woody went, uh, let's see here. He four, started out good. He went four and one-third innings. He allowed one run on four hits, walking two. He did allow a home run. But other than that. He stranded the bases loaded in his last inning. He did. He finished, he hit his uh, pitch limit in the fifth inning at 78 pitches. Then they're like, whoop, you're out of there. But uh, he's. Shaping up to be looking good for the Cubs next Friday, July 24th. Ben Gamble had a friggin' hot bat, dude. Ben Gamble was. Justin Smoke's been dinger. swinging a good bat, too. That's his second home run since yep. they started these scrimmage games. There's that. And then let's get back to Yelly real quick. So Yelly has not been looking the greatest at the plate. Yelly struck out three times. So Yelly, also, Yelly's had some time off, though. Yeah, but you have to remember. More time off. Who didn't play at the end of the year last year? Christian Yelly, because he shattered his kneecap. <laughs> Broke his kneecap. He didn't play in the playoff game. Nope. He then also really wasn't playing in the spring training games early because it was the first few week or first couple weeks where a lot of those fringe guys or younger players are getting more opportunities before the older veterans get in and kind of get their work in the last couple weeks. Yep. And he kind of I think he mentioned that on the the broadcast as well how he's just he hasn't done a whole lot of especially live rounds since Last September. Yeah, no heart. Nelson just says, too, like Yelly hasn't looked too good this summer camp either, though. Spring training 2.0. I mean, what do you have, what, two scrimmage games against each other that were five innings, and then you had a blue and gold World Series? I yeah. mean, there's the sample size is pretty small, plus he still has nine more days. I'd rather have Christian Yelich than not have him. Agreed. <laughs> ben Gamble looking hot. Um, what about Ryan Braun though? What what what's going to happen to Ryan Braun if Justin Smoke continues to hit? We all we know he's a switch hitter, plays first base. Obviously, he's a guy that in his past he has been able to hit a bunch of bombs and has been a good uh, contributor to the offense. Yeah, you also have Yelich, who you're not going to move out of the outfield. Same with Lorenzo Cain, Avisel Garcia. I mean, you just paid him a decent amount of money. You did. Where, if Justin Smoke swings a bat well, where exactly is Ryan Braun going to be getting playing time? Yeah, I don't know. Because right now, no, hard, no, there's Braun. Braun gets the nod. It's called Braun gets the nod. It's tenure. I don't know if if Justin Smoke swinging the bat well, and obviously Garcia is much better in the the field, and I don't know. I'm just saying, there might not be room for Ryan Braun unless he wants to try third base. And that that thing, well, that wasn't pretty when he was younger. Nerd power. Eric Sogard, nerd power. (laughs) See, Eric Sogard, uh, obviously he's in contention for playing third base with with Jed Jerko. Yeah, he can play second, short, uh, outfield. But we saw, if you watch the scrimmage, or I guess the Blue and Gold World Series yesterday, you saw Sogard at shortstop. Man, I'd rather him not play there. What about, well, Neil Hart Nelson says, DH, brother. 
Ryan Braun, DH, universal DH coming up, Nelly. It could be a spot for him. Right now, that's probably the spot for him. I'm, I'm sure that's what it'll be. DH, designated hitter, Brownie. Man. Slapping it. Yeah, and I just remember a couple of years ago when Sogard was with the Brewers. It's, get it right now, so it's nerd power. He and you gotta when you do it when you say you gotta push your glasses up. It was yeah, it was always power. sketchy watching him play shortstop, and he proved that again last night. He short hopped one, but Smoke had a hell of a pick. Mm-hmm. And if RC is not hitting, ooh, I saw your boy RC line right to the second base in a uh, for the third out. Luis Urias wrist COVID. He was God. I forget the comments of it. it was either Urias or it was Avisal Garcia saying that. Um, the fear of COVID-19 is real. And if they think about they have fear of it while they're playing, that's going to be back of their mind. It's not good. I'm going to feel like that was Garcia because Urias has it right now. Yeah. He was one of the guys that tested positive. I forgot who said that. I, I chuckled at it kind of. I was like, you're like in the safest place you can be in America for COVID-19. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. All right, real quick though, Rowdy, how about this? Uh, before we hit the final segment coming up here. 11 Major League Baseball umpires have opted out of the 2020 season per report due to COVID-19. That is correct. Fears of the pandemic. Now, if you're Joe, was it Joe West? who was like, if, if I haven't died, he's like, if I'm I haven't died open. yet, I'm open. A total of 11 umpires have opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, they're said... Mostly because they said they have some family members who are ill, so they don't obviously want to bring it home, which I totally get. Like, if, if you want to opt out, opt out. I have no problem Yeah, with remember that. when we were we were discussing the Joe West situation? Yeah. How it kind of got us peeved? And I think from the start, both of us said, if you don't want to do it, you don't, don't have yeah, to do you it. Don't have you can to do opt it. out. But if you want to work, go work. Yeah, these 11 umpires decided to opt out. All right. go. Yeah, good for them. If you don't feel safe, then don't do it. There's, you know, no skin off my hide, bro. Yep. Now we just like, got to find... You're looking out what's best for you and your family? Great. So if you want to look out what's best for you and your family, if that's by not working, then that's your friggin' right to do it. And I have no problems with it. But also, if you want to look out for your family by prov- being a provider and working, like Joe West said he wanted to do, then that's his right too. And I have no problem with him doing that. Just like I have no problem with the guy sitting out. And unlike the Joe West situation, this should just be noted... Yeah. And let's move on. And hopefully we'll see you next year. And that's exactly what should have happened with the Joe Joe West situation. He wants to do it. Noted. Noted. Now Thank- let's move on to baseball. Thank you. Now we can't wait to make to see how many wrong calls you get out on uh, the field. <laughs> oh, 11 guys don't don't want up this year? Noted. Let's move on to baseball. Noted. Uh, I hope one of those is uh, Angel Hernandez. Doesn't give me... Or C.B. Buckner. <laughs> I'm trying to find a list of... I'm trying to find a list of some of the ones that sat out. Uh, damn, it doesn't tell me yet. I'll try to find it. I hope it's Angel Hernandez. And you're in your uh, you're up here. You wanted to start with who? CB Buckner. Okay, Buckner and Hernandez. 